everyone, and welcome back to the Collingwood Conversations. Um, if you haven't, be sure to check out our interviews with former players such as Shane Wowoden and Ben Reid. We've also interviewed Steve Simons, the AFLW coach. So if you haven't already, pause this episode right now. Give us a follow. Give us a subscribe and a little thumbs up. And also go and check out those interviews if you want to hear about the 2010 Grand Final and the 2 Grand Final and everything in between. And also what it's like to win a Brownlow. Uh, but right now we've got our round <laughs> recap and our round preview. So first of all, round recap. We got the chocolates again, lads. Fucking... Nice. My my quick ten, uh, two cents worth. Ginevan backed it up, as we said last week on the episodes that he had to, and he did. He honestly he, he got a literal goal of the year contention. So you can't really say he yeah. didn't back it up. Like honestly, well done, Ginevan. We fucking exactly. love you, mate. I'll uh, pass it off to Hutto for his comprehensive Stubby Club round recap. But before he goes on, I've got a big big announcement. Stubby Club are actually offering investment opportunities. Uh, starting as little as 250 bucks all the way up to 3000 whatever your budget is you yes you the public can also be a part owner of the stubby club be sure to go over to their website the deadline is in four to five weeks and you can grab your slice a piece of um piece of stubby club anyway go ahead harder with your stubby club around recap okay so obviously we took on gold coast uh and we said sort of in some of the review in the previews that it was very important we got up to an early jump like we had been, which we did. Very important we neutralized did we though, Miller, which the first uh, two goals were not we from Collingwood. Seven goals. Yeah, it was a bit shaky to begin with, but we kicked seven goals in the first three. Yeah, you true. can't complain with that. No, no, you can't. Um, I was just shit staring. <laughs> right. One of the big ones was uh Took Miller trying Kirby's influence. I don't think we did that quite well. No. Break even in the ruck against Jared Witts. Okay, we didn't break even in the ruck, but our on ball has actually read his rough work very well. Um, one of the big ones on that, Begg's first game, very good promising signs. I'm just going to say it right. He's not a ruckman. He's a metre 97. He's a, he is a good, honest player, though, and he did some good things in the forward line. Uh, I think he's a centre-half forward or a centre-half back. Exactly. Yeah, he... It, Think like Lee Brown, a pinch hit in the ruck when you need yes. it. Yes. As but, opposed uh, to Mason exactly. Cox, who can go in the ruck and be in the ruck. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you don't expect him to win every single contest in the ruck on his debut. But, mate, like, yeah. fuck, I'll, if you're groomed as a ruckman. I will, yeah, I, I will say this too, especially against the bloke who's 15 centimetres and 20 kilos bigger than him. Yeah. You're not going to win many of them. No. Especially no around hope. the ground. So, no, I, I like Begg's, um, Begg's debut. He did some good things and he looked, looked like he. He knew what he was doing. He wasn't, yeah. wasn't a sort of... He didn't look out of place. Yeah. Um, one big problem we have is now becoming the back line. And a lot of people have singled out Jack Madgen. Yes. And I'm going to say it's not just Jack Madgen. It's not it's just... back line in general. Mm-hmm. We are playing far too loose, especially against key forwards. Yes. On the he turnover, was, he, don't, don't get me wrong, man. Sorry, but Madgen was woeful against Casbolt. You cannot... He, his individual game... He was. Granted, he got yeah. his, his second goal, but... Mate, other than that, he was yeah, pure he dog shit. I'm sorry, Jack, yeah. but he, he was Jack But he was. Yeah, a couple of bad free kicks. Couple of bad free kicks. Very Let me put it this way. Where, whenever when Levi caught the ball, where the fuck was Jack when Jack was on the field? Exactly. Where yeah. was he? But uh, the, 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 this is a problem that's now coming across all our key defenders. Mm-hmm. We're playing far too loose because they all want to be the intercept defender. Yeah. I think we need to nominate one intercept defender. We've got Pendles in the back line. He shouldn't be there on solely defensive. Because that's not what he's there for. 
I reckon Tyler we should easily, really easily get Darcy really Moore. I think Darcy Moore, you know, um, l- last week wasn't his best game. Anzac game was yeah. a great game. But I think, as you said, we should we should isolate one key intercept defender, which I don't think should be Moore, but I think Moore should definitely have the clearance, you know, punch the ball out of the out of the mark yeah. attempt type defender is what he should be for Definitely. I would, I'd actually like to see Kleiner as the intercept defender. Yeah, he reads the ball well him. and he's a really good user. His IQ. And, uh, I, I know, I know yeah, Isaac exactly, Kleiner. His exactly, nickname yeah. is IQ, but his IQ yeah. of football is fucking inf- phenomenal. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then and the last point I wanted to bring up is the forward line. Yep. A lot of people talking about, oh, you know, we're not very good as... We're the fourth ranked side as far as points for. We're yeah. equal with Geelong on an amazing number, 666. Yes. Forward line is doing really well. With a makeshift forward line, checkers is great, great value. Two goals a game as an average. He's he's up there with everyone else in the league as far as key forwards. He still can't crack the five goals though, but I think he might. I know, yeah, I know, I know. It's coming. It's got to come eventually. Gittivan at his feet, mopping up everything. And a lot of people talk about McCreary had looked like had a down day. I like his pressure. That's what he's in the team for. He's not in the team to kick three goals. He's not in the team to get 20 possessions. He's in the team to lock the ball in the four line, which he does tremendously. Yes, I think the Brown brothers a lot get get a lot of a knock as well. They did very well at that as well. A lot of good tackling pressure. Yes. Um, Overall, a really good game. Just a few things to tidy up. And the Dacos brothers had a had a great outstanding game each. Yeah. Granted, Nick didn't do too well on the when he's doing a passing kick, but he he had a down date. I mean, I wish I could have a down day like that. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I'll pass it off to Shipper for the round preview coming up against Richmond. Uh, take it away, Shipper. Yeah, the round preview, I'm not really sure what to, to make of Richmond. I, I feel like they're a, a side we match up pretty well against. Um, I'll sort of say their form's a bit patchy. I'm, I'm not convinced they're sort of back to the, the dynasty tigers of. Uh, 2017 to 2021, but obviously the, the 2018 Mason Cox inspired um, loss. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't tell if they're close to the the team that had all the losses last year. Um, yeah, I sure they looked good last week, but they played the waffle. Um, the, the West Coast are so undermanned, and 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 they're playing. Quite dispirited as well. So and they've got Dustin Martin, but easy. how good is he going to be when he's back? Yeah, I mean, don't, well, don't get me wrong; he's, we, he's professional, but he's coming he's back from a, a massive underdone. grief. Yeah. yeah, it's not going to be superstar Dusty that we're used to. Where no. he's, well, we hope not anyway. Well, <laughs> well, let's put it this way: let's <laughs> very play bad it. for us if he did come I, in. And I hope the players at the team prepare for. Um, for, for for superstar Dustin, that way they can you know play on him as if he were. So go ahead. Yep. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I think I mentioned to you guys I was surprised at the the odds that the bookies had us on. It was um, well, quite big outsiders at, at the start of the week. I'm not a big betting man, so I haven't seen if that's um, come in at all. But I. Yeah, personally, I'd have us relatively close. Oh, sorry, 250. Still out of 250. That's crazy. I, yeah. I mean, I, I quite like us going into this game. I think it, it it can be a real sort of season-defining win if we can get this and go 5-3. Uh, um, and, and a young group, you can you can really build confidence. And like, I, I think there's a good feeling around the club. I think there's a lot of optimism and... 
I think my concern going in was what we were going to get out of the young guys. So to have um, mm. Ginevan take take this massive step up and um, and McCreary and um, some of the other younger guys, I'm, I'm quite into my football fantasy um, mm-hmm. super coach. And <laughs> often I sort of look at the, the bottom five or six and, and see if, if they're contributing. So kind of around oh, 30 or 40, 50s, a c- contribution for like the kind of fringish players, sort of 17 yeah. to, to 20 on the list. So yeah. I, I feel like we've been getting really good con- contributions and I, I think that's a, a, a big sign of um, our progress so far. The the only losses, I mean, apart from the West Coast debacle, I'm just going to wipe that from my memory, Agreed. have been against Geelong and, and, and Brisbane that are, mm. I think, going to be thereabouts um, the end of the year. Yep. Maybe not Geelong, but def- I think that, Brisbane are definitely top four. So, um, yeah, are these kind of similar yeah. ranked teams? If we can pick up a, enough wins and get some real momentum, and, and the, the young kids can sort of keep growing and improving, um, who knows the, the ceiling on this year? So, yeah, looking forward to the game. Yes. Um, who, I don't mate. Yeah, go ahead. So, so, who would you guys say is the player that? If you had to pick one or two players for Richmond, no. Collingwood need to focus on the most. Oh, I thought you were going to say if you could have them on your team, forwards. because no. Um, <laughs> Jack Rewalt. No, no, I, I mean, yeah, you can't go past Rewalt. You the, can't go past Rewalt. Obviously, Martin, because even though it's his first game back, and you know, you've got to treat him like the superstar that he is. You need to prepare for him to be on his game. Even though he probably won't be, you need to prepare for if he is. So I reckon Dusty, Rewalt, and maybe Rioli, I reckon. Okay. Well, Rioli, I'm going to throw, throw another name out there. Shea Bolton? Shea Bolton. Oh, yep. I knew that was going to be. You, I, I knew. If you look at his season, he's yeah. above average and elite in near on every category. Yes, yes. Like we Duke definitely Miller, need to shut him again, down. It's another guy we need to... You don't necessarily contain. have to shut him down. But, got to contain but him. run with him, contain him. Yeah. He averages, he kicks a couple of goals. He boots it in the forward line. Like to go, he's attacking, he's strong. And yet, obviously, the other big one, key forward, we're going to man him up. We yeah. can't play him as was. I mean, we got lucky last week, Cows, Bolt, and Scholl. If we play Rewalt and Lynch that loose, mm. one of them's going to kick eight. Yeah, maybe. I mean, not. the only reason why Cows, Bolt, because Cows, kicks horribly. Exactly, he, yeah. He's never Kaz-Bolt kicked five in his career. Yeah. In, in a game, he's never kicked five. Yeah. Fun fact. Yeah, same as checkers. Yeah, yeah. And I, one of the other ones. Okay, he's not going to smash us around the ground, but once again, in the ruck, we need a break even with Nan Curvis. Now, I personally think that Darcy Cameron did a really great job yeah, last week. Yes, really good early on, a really good strong target, and there's good signs there that he can keep doing that and improve upon that. Absolutely. So, guys, now is the time for the round preview predictions, where we give our team to win. And the margin. Don't have to give an exact score because fuck predicting that. So I'll go first. Mine is obviously Collingwood because can't tip against them right now given they're in form. I think Collingwood by 1 to 16 points um, depending on if Dusty's on and if Shea Bolton's on in the sense of on their game. Um, and I'll take it over to Hutto because Shipper started that last segment. Uh, Hutto, who have you got to win and by what margin? Well, so I got the Pies winning. Uh, I think it's going to be about a three, whichever side wins, probably around about a three goal margin. Yeah, I could see it getting out the most. Yeah. they're just 
two sides that are very similar at the moment, very similar spots on the ladder, point scoring, defending. Yeah. So it's going to be one of them games where it's just, it's it's not going to be Collingwood are going to come out, jump out to a 50-point no. lead God, no. and annihilate them. And no. I don't think it's going to happen the other way as well. Absolutely. I think Richmond will probably have a bit of a down week after their uh, WAFL hit out last week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, Shippo, obviously it's your turn. Who do you think is going to win and by what margin? Yeah, I've got, I've got the pies. I'm, um, I'm pretty confident. I, I don't know if the head thinks so are. I don't know, Richmond probably on, on paper and um, potentially most experts and bookies seem to think that they've got us covered. But, um, yeah, I, I think... I think we'll get the Chockeys. I think it'll be pretty close. My prediction's nine points. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, something nice and precise there. Yeah, that is very nice and precise. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, no, very nice. And obviously that leads into our uh, final segment of the episode. It's back this week. Last week it wasn't in the here because Hutto had fuck all for us. This week it's back. It's <laughs> Hutto's Magpies history. Tell us, look, give us your two or three facts. This is what we've got time for, mate. All right. Okay, so... Last week, a bit hard to find a Queensland connection and not much history between the Gold Coast, but Pies and Richmond have a lot of history. They have a very the rich one I'm gonna, history. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The one I'm going to go for is we played each other in six grand finals. We're leading that one four to two, which is great. Mm-hmm. Big one I'm going to talk about is the 1927 grand final. Collingwood's mm-hmm. first of four in a row. Yes. For those in Queensland who think Brisbane have won the most in a row, four is a bigger number than three. Yes. Just need to put that out there. Yes. Okay, so 1927, Collingwood, 12 goals, 13, 25, defeated Richmond, one goal, 7, 13. Ooh. This game is very significant for a few reasons. A, it's the first of four in a row we won. It's also the lowest score, not only the lowest scoring grand final, the lowest scoring final in history. Mm-hmm. There's some very big reasons behind that. Uh, lunchtime came around and so did the rain and half of the MCG was underwater. Nice. The VFL had a policy at the time where they couldn't cancel games afternoon. So mm-hmm. it was too bad, so sad. Carry there on and play. Yeah. I'm pretty sure going into that game, Gordon Coventry was on 95-ish goals. Mm-hmm. Something like that. He was pretty close to 100. Kicked the two goals for Collingwood. Couldn't get him over the line to get 100. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. I think he went on to do it the next year. Yes. I actually have a uh, match report here from the Argus. By onlooker, and one of the things I wanted to bring up from that is uh, <laughs> so Collingwood on Saturday won the league football premiership for 1927 by defeating Richmond in a small scoring game on the Melbourne ground by 12 points. Worst weather co- conditions could not have been imagined. The rain early in the morning was followed by heavier rain soon after lunch, and it did not cease throughout the match. Before the ball was bounced, the center was a quagmire. There were deep pools on the outer wing where the where the cricket practice wickets are pitched, and on the wings, it was almost equally impossible to keep a footing. Some of the falls were amusing from the spectators' point of view, but they were exceedingly uncomfortable for the players, mm-hmm. who were quickly wet through. Kicking along the ground was adopted from the outset, this method being used almost as often as attempting to pick the ball up and punt it. <laughs> so that's how bad of a game it was. Yeah, wow. Um, a few of the other things he observed in the game, there was a lot of niggle early on that did not cease. However, there was no reports. Okay. So fair, uh, fair enough. It was a different maybe game. Maybe sometimes different when all those, when those older, older blokes talk about how much tougher it was back then, 
maybe they've, they've got a bit of a point. Yes, no, absolutely. Uh, um, and we've only got time for one more bit of history, so go ahead with what you Okay, so the only part I was going to bring up about that was uh, the attendance, 34,551. Mm-hmm. Wow. So not a great crowd, especially for the MCG. Well, uh, oh, think taking... about it this way. The AFL was really only about, well, VFL was only about 50 years old at that point. Correct, yeah. So that's so amazing. they had averaged larger crowds before then, but obviously okay. the weather was a big turnoff. Yeah. Uh, and the gate takings were 1,000. 778 pounds and uh, 12 nine. 